Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hello, I'm Sherry Hoyt, and I'm your host for today. Joining me today is Fidelis Maparu, author of Tears Before Exaltation, a literary drama full of romance, suspense, and psychological intrigue. It is a stunning portrayal of survival and courage, friendship and loyalty, and compassion and love. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Fidelis. Fidelis Maparu was born in Onisha, Nigeria. He is a Harvard-trained cardiologist who has written medical articles for both scientific and lay audiences. His previous novel, Love's Affliction, was a 2016 Nautilus Book Award Silver winner for fiction, a Reader Views Literary Award winner, and a finalist for the 2015 Indie Fab Book of the Year Award for Multicultural Fiction. He lives in Canton, Ohio, USA. For more information about Fidelis Maparu and his books, visit his website at www.fidelismaparu.com. And that's www.fidelismkparu.com. Hi, Fidelis. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Good morning, Sherry. Thank you for having me this morning. To begin, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about yourself? I came to the uh, U.S. of A. when I was 17 years old. That's more than 40 years ago uh, to go mm. to college. I left home very early and um, attended college in the Carolinas. From there, I went to uh, various other states before going to medical school. I'm a cardiologist. I trained in uh, Boston for my cardiology fellowship, and I've been in Ohio uh, for the past uh, 22 years. And uh, that's basically it. I still practice. I work full-time, and I try to find time to uh, do what I love to do, which is writing books. You're busy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, it's fun doing what I love to do. I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, absolutely. So what is Tears Before Exaltation about? It's about a young, <laughs> uh, bright uh, medical student, uh, name of uh, Ben Ava. Uh, basically, he's a struggling medical student. He lost his parents, and uh, when he had a scholarship to attend a different medical center, uh, because he was having a lot of financial problems, uh, he lost his girlfriend, and he was left all alone in the world. He had no siblings and nobody else. It's basically a story about survival and uh, about uh, friendship and loyalty. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And how did you come up with the idea for this book? I think one of the central things about Tears Before Exaltation is about loneliness, uh, isolation mm-hmm. and loneliness. I came up with the idea when my brother died. I had one brother and three sisters, mm-hmm. and I traveled 6,000 miles for the funeral of my brother. So I was crossing the River Niger. This was in Nigeria, crossing the River Niger, where I grew up. And all of a sudden, I was overwhelmed with uh, the loneliness because my parents were gone, and my brother, who was the only one in the house, uh, was gone. So I was mm-hmm. driving to an empty place. So it brought back the memories of uh, my time in Memphis when I was a third-year medical student. Uh, my life experience at that time, I was in a foreign country. I didn't have uh, any family. I was all alone, so I had to face medical school by myself. And also it brought back the, some, of the, uh, some of my classmates I have forgotten over, uh, over the f- past four decades. So I decided I was going to write about uh, struggles uh, with loneliness. And also one of my coworkers, 
uh, here in Ohio uh, had a sister who was just like a mother to her who had cancer. And one day we sat down, she was talking about all the struggles uh, she's been through uh, as a child and also as an adult. And this is the only person she could rely on. And the sister was dying. And eventually the sister died. So that was what uh, motivated me to write about uh, Tears Before Exaltation, about struggles and survival. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about your protagonist, Ben Ava. How do you relate to him, and is there a bit of your personality reflected in his character? Well, Ben is the ultimate uh, medical student. He, he's dedicated, uh, even though he's struggling uh, with uh, with finances and the stresses of medical school, uh, but he's the uh, he's the kind of person that you want to be. Uh, he's loyal to his friends. Uh, he's very upbeat about life. So he never let all the uh, shortcomings that he had uh, hold him down. So uh, that's the person you want to be. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, there's a part of, I will say yes, there's probably uh, a part of my personality in that and also uh, the person I, I wish I could be, the, the mm-hmm. ultimate uh, struggling man that knows how to survive uh, without uh, basically abandoning his friends. So, of course, there's a part of me in that, uh, maybe the loneliness part of it, and uh, also the survival instinct part of uh, of Ben. So those are the things uh, I admire about the character. Yeah, qualities to admire for sure. Now, you talked a little bit about Memphis. Why did you choose Memphis, uh, Tennessee, as the setting for Tears Before Exaltation? I had a scholarship to go to medical school in the state of Tennessee, and after the first two years, um, I had another scholarship to attend uh, University of Tennessee Medical Center in Memphis. So mm-hmm. I found myself uh, uh, in Memphis, and I guess I was drawn in uh, by the music and the culture, and then also the river. Uh, the Mississippi was reminded me of my hometown, Onisha, uh, where you have the River Niger. I remember walking up and down the river and just said, gee, if I closed my eyes, I felt like I was at home and I could hear the river flowing. Yeah. So that was, that was the whole thing that drew me to write about experiences in Memphis. I just, uh, uh, in a way, it was just going back to uh, the life I had and then also the friends I had. Yeah. It's almost like he felt a spiritual connection with the place. Uh, how does spirituality present in your life? Well, I, I think if, just going back to an experience I had, uh, there was one day I, I had a patient in the intensive care unit. Uh, the person was dying, and uh, the person had no family. All the person wanted me to do was, even though I was a cardiologist there trying to take care of him, all he wanted me to do was to hold his hand. Uh, mm. That was all he wanted, somebody to hold his hand before he had his final moment in the world. And I held his hand. It turned into four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so that was on, it was on a Thanksgiving day of all days, and eventually he died. And uh, that actually uh, changed my life completely. Uh, yeah. I, I remember shedding tears. And I remember just feeling lonely, not, just not for me, just for him. 
because there was no one there to shed tears for him. And mm -hmm. that is the spiritual aspect of medical care. It didn't have to do with medications I gave the person or anything else I did for the person, but just being there, knowing that there was somebody there for him before uh, his, la uh, his last uh, time on, on earth. So those kind of, uh, actually, that's one of the stories that changed my life. Uh, I, can I can talk about other things, but that particular one, uh, I, I was never the same after it. Yeah, that that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> Talk about the most uh, peaceful moment in your life. <laughs> the most peaceful <laughs> moment in my life, I, I have to go back to the river. The river is always uh, the part that brings out uh, what I want to be, the peace and the quietness in my life. I remember the day my bro the day I went I was going for my brother's uh, funeral. It was raining. I was crossing the River Niger, and mm -hmm. it brought back memories of fifty something years before when I saw I first saw rainfall, uh, drops of rain on the river, the little ripples that the rain will make. As I was crossing that, I closed my eyes and I was I was in my mother's kitchen. I was I was just past the river. I was in my I was with my father. I was with everything that brought peace to me, but that particular experience of watching rainfalls on the river is one of those things that brought out everything that I cherish in my life. And I remember that same experience in Memphis uh, when one evening I took care of a patient. The patient lost his leg, a 24-year-old. Uh, he didn't think there was anything else left to live for. As I was going home, I was shedding tears too. So I was walking up and down the Mississippi, and it started raining, and I saw those kind of ripples on the river. Uh, it brought peace back to my life. So that just uh, those are some of the things that are a little bit spiritual too. It, it just uh, it's kind of hard to explain to somebody how you feel, but that yeah. brings inner peace. Yeah. Wow. You you have such intense experiences. I love these stories. Um, so let's keep going with that. What is your greatest fear in life? My greatest fear is the fear of failure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? People say, what motivates you? What mo it's all various stages in my life. When I was leaving home at the age of 17, somebody uh, asked my father, why are you, leaving, uh, why are you letting your 17-year-old leave home so early? Uh, mm -hmm. What if he goes there and messes up? All my father said, he's my son. I know him and I trust him. That was it. He didn't say anything else. So... There was that fear of letting my father down. That kind of motivated me a lot. And then as I grew older, even when my parents are no longer, I'm still afraid of failing. So mm -hmm. uh, it makes me work harder. Yeah, I think that's a big one for a lot of people, kind of just living up to expectations, whether someone else's or your own even. But. Yeah, the fact that he trusted me and he believed that I would do the right thing. That, that it, in a way, some people may look at it as a burden, but it wasn't a burden for me. Uh, it, it was just that trust he had. So I tried not to let him down. Inside Scoop Live is a global internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life, experience, as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. 
always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts, as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at InsideScoopLive.com. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Fidelis Maparu, author of Tears Before Exaltation. You can learn more about Fidelis and his books by visiting his website at www.fidelismaparu.com. What are some things you like to do when you're not writing or um, saving lives? <laughs> I, love to, I love to travel. I, I love to look at nature. Not only traveling, even even we right here in Ohio, there isn't really much to see. One of the mm. things I love doing is getting in my car on the weekend and driving to the countryside. I love. There are a few times that I love to drive around. One of the times is just after snowfall, uh, driving around looking at the farms and uh, how it snows. Sometimes when it's windy, uh, the kind of piles that you see from the wind blowing the snow, some of those crazy stuff. That I, I, I would take uh, photographs of that. So I love photography. So those hmm. are the kind of things. I love nature like that. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a very artistic nature as well. It's just an interest, looking at the, at the forces of nature, what it creates. And uh, instead of looking at the destructive aspect of nature, sometimes we forget to look at the creative aspect of nature. There's, uh, there's something beautiful about it, too. Yeah, there are a lot of gifts in nature. So along those lines, what was the greatest gift you ever received? The greatest gift I ever received, the gift of life from God. That's number one. There is nothing that will equal that. Then if you're talking about uh, the greatest gift uh, next to it, I would say the, uh, the gift of love. I think that's the, one of the most important things that you can, somebody can offer you. It, it's, not, uh, it's not a physical thing. It's something that you feel or that is there. Um, sometimes you don't even have to express it, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. When you talk about love, uh, it covers everything. It, yeah. Uh, it's not a physical thing. It, it's, uh, it's a spiritual. That's what we talk about, spirituality. It's a spiritual thing. Right. Uh, I want to get back to your writing a little bit. Talk about your writing practice. Do you have a specific routine or schedule that you follow? Or? I, I read every day and I write every day. Not everything that I write uh, has seen the, the, the light, uh, but I try to write every day. I try to write something down. Sometimes it's how you feel at that moment. It doesn't have to be anything long. And uh, also I try to read something every day because there is always uh, something useful. I've gone back to reading historical things, um, uh, maybe some of the things I missed reading or I read before that maybe I'm forgetting. So I go back and read them. And uh, so those are, that's my routine. I have to write every day. I have to read every day. I have so many projects I want to work on, uh, like books I want to write. I've written some of them, like I've written like first few chapters. I have so many of them. Then I leave them alone, and because when I write, I just have to feel it. Uh, it it's, uh, for me, writing is something that you immerse yourself in. It's not just something that you just uh, go and write. So. Um, right. It depends on how I was feeling at that particular time. I'll go back and work on some of the uh, projects I have, depending on my state of mind. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write my book now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had any other projects on the horizon. So uh, your book, Tears Before Exaltation, is it's just coming out now, uh, right? Uh, it's, yeah, it's coming out March 16, 2018. That's when it will be released. Okay. I, I have uh, two other projects. And uh, one of them uh, has to do uh, with um, uh, young adults, and the other one has to do with also an issue about spirituality that we talked about. And oh. uh, those are the two uh, projects um, I hope to finish in the next uh, year or so. Yeah, nice. So is the book about spirituality, is that going to be a nonfiction or fiction? Um, or do you know yet? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm writing about how I feel, and as the project uh, uh, proceeds, like when I wrote uh, Tears Before Exaltation, I wanted it to be a biography, but I felt that my life was not that interesting. I had to write something that would bring in all the people I, I knew from medical school. I, I want to bring out a character that combines all the personalities of the people that I was very close to. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Uh, sometimes you may feel that what you're going to story, you want to tell a story that people relate to, people will love to read. Uh, mm-hmm. So that will be one of the things that will influence whether it becomes a nonfiction or fiction, how to tell the story for people to appreciate it more, to be able to read it. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, oh, I don't have a really good story to tell. And sometimes, you know, fictionalizing that, kind of helps to make it more interesting. So it's a great idea. Yeah. So what do you love most about being a writer? Um, expressing myself and also uh, doing something that other people may appreciate, writing something that may influence uh, people or may improve their lives. That is what I want to bring out. Like when I wrote about tears before exaltation, uh, a part of it is about honesty, courage, and loyalty. So those are the things that sometimes maybe in our society we have forgotten about. Uh, mm-hmm. What loyalty means, what friendship means. Uh, if you look at people I call my friends, uh, sometimes they have the same standing as my family members. I will be mm-hmm. willing to give up my life for them. So these are the things that we have forgotten. Uh, some, of, uh, some of us have forgotten. I will say that we all, everybody has forgotten, but some of right. us have forgotten <laughs> about what courage is all about, what loyalty is all about, and honesty, the most important aspect of it. And that's part of Ben's story. Uh, part of Ben's story is honesty, courage, and loyalty. Yeah. He goes through uh, quite a lot for such a young young medical student. Oh, definitely. But uh, the most important thing is that he never forgot who he uh, who he is, and he never forgot his friends. He was always there for, for his friends, and that's the, the issue about loyalty and mm-hmm. also courage, the yeah. will to survive, perseverance. A lot of times at his own expense, yeah. So the, mm-hmm. it, it kind of brings up the issue about uh, the, uh, if you call it the antagonist, uh, the, the character of Brenda. Brenda was a person that was having some mental illness issue, uh, alcoholism. But all this thing stems from her past, uh, mm-hmm. what happened to her. And uh, these are some of the issues as Ben tries to understand uh, Brenda. Uh, why is Brenda doing what Brenda is doing? And in this book, it will explore uh, the, the effect of uh, people's past on their current personality. 
And uh, basically, the most important thing about the whole thing, the relationship between uh, Ben and Brenda is understanding and then uh, being supportive. Uh, so that's the most important thing that I try to um, uh, for my readers to to get from uh, the relationship between the two. Right. What kind of response have you had from your readers so far? There are some uh, pre-release uh, reviews that I have, and so far every I've had about uh, seven reviews, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone seemed to be excited about the project and they. Uh, one of the things that I talk about is uh, the issue about honesty, courage, and loyalty uh, uh, and tears uh, before exaltation. And a lot of people uh, can relate to Ben and understanding uh, the character and uh, just putting themselves in his uh, position, what would they do? And most importantly, uh, perseverance, uh, overcoming obstacles and things like that. So, yes, I, I've had uh, reviews and uh, most of it, it's very encouraging. All of them are very encouraging. That's great. So what has been your biggest challenge? Like uh, for a lot of writers, writing the book is the easy part and the marketing is kind of where it gets a little, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say difficult, but challenging. <laughs> well, it's, but that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're trying to, if, if it's so easy, then it's not worth doing. Uh, yeah. well, I think the, the challenges are what makes the whole experience exciting because you, you try everything possible uh, to make sure that a lot of people uh, get to know about your book. Um, the, the challenge of marketing is a fun part. I want mm-hmm. everybody. I want everybody that I can reach uh, to know that Tears Before Exaltation has something for them in it. What have you learned since writing your first book, Love's Affliction? Um, the actually, the, that wasn't even the first one. I wrote. Uh, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the book. I I just have not publicized. Uh, it's uh, my last summer with you. Uh, no fanfare for a withered rose. That was the first one I wrote. I go back and read it. I said, uh, "Oh my God, I have so much to learn." Uh, but that was the process. <laughs> but but the that was one of the things that started me from writing because of a phone call I received from uh, a, a former schoolmate. So that was what triggered this whole thing, trying to put something down. Then I went to Love's Affliction. Love's Affliction was about experience of a young immigrant going through college and friendships and letdowns and disappointments and everything. One theme that is always, every book I write about, there has to be romance in it. Yeah. Love. Uh, there has to be romance. The most I love that. <laughs> if there's no romance, then life is not worth living. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Uh, read and write every day. And also find somebody who is willing to uh, basically edit what you write and mm. tell you exactly what they think about it. That is the biggest thing that ever happened to me. Again, the right editor, uh, the comments. The when I wrote uh, Love's Affliction, and uh, I was uh, fortunate to find a good editor. And uh, the first, uh, the person wrote about four pages of uh, critique and stuff like that. I was reading it, and uh, tears almost came out of my oh. eyes because everything I thought I did right, uh, they were just pointing out how to do it better. Uh, but that helped a great deal. 
that yeah. has been radial. So uh, editorial uh, thing. Even when you look at reviews, people write some of the ones that that are negative or anything like that. Instead of taking it that way, it's a learning experience uh, uh, for me because uh, it's a way for me to learn. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice too. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I <laughs> the one of the things I'm, I'm very appreciative uh, of uh, people that read my book and uh, actually that love people that love it, even the ones that don't love it. I appreciate the fact that they spend time to read it. Um, not most of it. I've never really said that I, I found somebody that didn't uh, like what I wrote or love what I wrote. But sometimes mm-hmm. there are ways people have the ideas of how uh, they want everything to end. They, sometimes they don't like the way it ended. They want it <laughs> more and things like that. So, you, yes, I, w- I like to write something everybody uh, reads and enjoys. But the most important thing is that I appreciate the fact that somebody uh, takes their time to read something I've written. Uh, that is, uh, I think that's a, a big gift uh, somebody can give to you, somebody that doesn't even know you sometimes, the fact right. that they uh, took the time to read. So I'm very appreciative. That's one thing I I don't know. I just don't know how to express it uh, more than say that I, I'm really very thankful. Fidelis, thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed getting to know more about you and your book, Tears Before Exaltation. Thank you for having me. To our listeners, thank you for joining me today on Inside Scoop Live for my interview with Fidelis Maparu. For more information on Fidelis' books, Love's Affliction and Tears Before Exaltation, please visit his website at www.fidelismaparu.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com. <laughs>